Blog Talk Radio. Quarters. Security condition three. Thank you. Security three, sir. Zero quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. I, I do have. I do. Hi, good evening, and welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon. I am your host and cruise director, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jennifer Perry or Jen. Or on the Brit side, I'm Jennifer Modette's uh, Mod. And uh, anyway, I'm happy to have you here and happy to be with you. First of all, let me say uh, another big thank you to everyone who's been downloading and subscribing. I know most people tend to subscribe on different platforms like Apple iTunes or Stitcher or Blueberry or Podcast FM or even here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, if you haven't and you're listening live tonight, you can just push that big pink button that says follow and follow here or any, any platform you like because the fact that you download so many episodes and subscribe so much helps me to continue to have fantastic shows, magnificent guests, uh, like I've been having, like I've got coming soon, like I've got tonight. But first of all, let me say, just kind of recap, um, a week, two weeks ago, Amy Holland was here, and uh, that was a very popular show, and she got a lot of calls. But um, Amy is, has has a new CD, but she's also out on tour right now with her husband, Mike McDonald. So get out and see her. If you can, check the listings. Uh, Amy Holland with Michael McDonald, and the thing he started off as her keyboard player. So, yeah, get out and see them. They're wonderful, and they're very, very uh, just very enchanting people. Uh, also, uh, last week we had Susie Spencer, and she was talking about her book, uh, Breaking Point, about Andrea Yates. And because this is National Mental Health Month, we will be having different shows of people who can uh, – we'll be talking about uh, different types of mental illness and just letting people know that there's help, where to find help, how to reach out to help, and then help people near you. And also the fact that uh, people need uh, or better insurance plans or long-lasting to help them get through enough uh, treatment to get the care and recovery that they need. Now, tonight, and I've had even my friend, uh, I've had friends, people, listeners, are sharing this information as well as our guest. Tonight's guest has been here before, and we're so excited to have her back. The last time she was here, she talked about, uh, at that time, her newest book was The Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps to Financial Abundance. Um, and when I have guests on and they talk about anything, whether it's a musician or author or I've had anthrozoologists, uh, anthropologists, ethnographer, whatever. They know what they're talking about. And I'm always grateful to have uh, such savvy people here. Um, this lady has co-founded and grown six profitable companies, um, including four multimillion-dollar technology companies. Now, by the time I read this, she probably has more. Uh, but this is, <laughs> this is the info I have. Uh, she's worked for Fortune 500 companies like Johnson Johnson and Boeing. She's an angel investor, advisor to dozens of medium and uh, small companies, and on the boards of ver- uh, various businesses, uh, philanthropic arts and education organization, and including the Innovation Entrepreneurship Center at Seattle University. And I could just go on and on, and it would take up the rest of the time. But instead, I'm going to say welcome back to Madam Perry's Salon, Mae McCarthy. Oh, thank you so much, Madam Perry. I'm so happy to be here. 
Well, we're delighted to have you here. And so the last time, yeah, the Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps to Financial Abundance. Uh, you came here, you talked to us, you helped us, and I got so many comments from people later on or people that I'd run into in restaurants or whatever that I listened to that learned so much from you. But tonight you're going to tell us about a brand-new book that's uh, – a little different from what we expected, but it's something that's a very, very uh, timely subject. And as always, you bring us useful information. And your new book is The Gratitude Formula. And listen, I've got this up on one of my monitors as my screensaver. <laughs> it's here to inspire me. The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. So yes. we can't wait to hear about this. <laughs> yeah. So exciting. Gratitude so, gratitude is one of those things that is a choice. And so so many of us think, oh, well, I'll feel grateful if I'm happy and joyful and things like that. And there are so many successful people that have showed us that if you start out choosing to be grateful, not only does it have incredible health and well-being effects, I mean, study after study are outlined in my book um, that show that our overall well-being and health is improved when we choose to use gratitude. But also, I found that it is a tool for success. As we are grateful, as we make the choice to be grateful for what we have and for what we want, as though we already have it, it tends to make us magnetic, and whatever we're putting our gratitude on tends to multiply. And I'm not the only one that believes that. I mean, just one of the famous people that use gratitude as a success tool includes Oprah Winfrey. She says when you're thankful or grateful for what you have, you'll tend to have more. Mm -hmm. It will multiply. But if you focus on lack, you're going to have a lot more of that in your life. Well, it's, and and that makes sense. Um, which is some some of the something that you you gave a little bit of that to us last last time you were here. But yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, what what um, what made you want to write a book about this to share with us? And and I should say I already know because your my answer would be because because you love us and you want us to. And you want, and you're very unselfish, and you want us to have a happier life. But what brought you to writing about this book about grat? Um, because we think of you know you're uh, an amazing businesswoman. You build business. You're on different boards. But to write a book about something like forgiveness and gratitude, and the question I had from uh, some people was, so can forgiveness? And I think. Can forgiveness? And this is people who have, have heard you talk before, and they said, "Ask her, can forgiveness actually make you smarter, healthier, and more productive?" Well, I think it does because when you are in an unforgiving state, when you are filled up with resentment or anger or even jealousy or pain or a feeling of injustice. You tend to be completely consumed with that emotion. And so if I or you or somebody else were to go up to that person that was in that state and try and have a conversation with them, they probably can't hear you because they're completely consumed with that emotion. And so what we need to do with forgiveness is give forth all of those emotions so that we can make room within ourselves to receive more of what we want. And as far as the intelligence issue, um, there have been a number of studies that have been done, and, and one of them that I found really interesting was that there was a um, group of researchers who had decided to put people un it, through an MRI, a magnetic resonance imaging machine, and they asked them to start using a forgiveness practice while they were in the MRI. And what happened is that frontal cortex, that, that front part of your brain, where complex thought and reasoning and problem solving, where, where that's done in your brain, was just completely lit up while people were in the act 
of forgiving. And so if that's the case, you know, that's the part of your brain that where your your smarts develop. <laughs> where your reasoning and your complex complex thoughts develop. So I just thought it was very interesting that, that that's the part of your brain that lights up when you're in the act of forgiving. But most importantly, think of it like this. If you are, I want you to imagine a full bottle of water. If that bottle of water is filled up to the brim, can you fit any more water in it? Probably not. What you mm-hmm. have to do is release some of the water in order to put more water into it. And that's the same thing that we're doing in a forgiveness practice is we are releasing anything that's taking up room within us that's not serving us. And we're just putting it over here on the side. Now, you still own that pile of stuff, but you've now made room to receive more of the good that you want. And the way that we use forgiveness, the which is the, actually step seven of my first book, The Path to Wealth, is we right before we go to sleep, we just say that we're, you know, thank you for anything that comes to mind that happened. You know, sometimes I say thank you so much for I'm so grateful that I got parking spaces in front so I didn't have to get wet in the Seattle rain. Or I'm so grateful that I get to be on <laughs> Mad and Perry's show. How exciting, you know. So whatever Yay! comes to mind right before you go to sleep, recite uh, two or three things that you're grateful for, and that will help you sleep better. Um, many studies have shown that if you're grateful right before you go to sleep, you will sleep better. Then the second part of it is to recite a giving forth prayer. And it goes something like this. You know, if there's anyone from my past or present that I need to forgive, whether I remember them or not, I now do so. I bless them, I forgive them, I release them. And if there's anybody from my past or present that needs to forgive me, including myself, they now do so, and we are free. So as you say those words, it's not condoning the behavior of anybody else. It's not condoning a past situation that was unjust or painful. What it's doing is simply removing anything within you that's taking up room and not serving you and putting it over here on the side. Now, you may you may need to t- pay attention to that pile someday. There may be some stuff there, and I think you'll be guided through intuition or, or sometimes through other people or gut instincts or strong ideas to really pay attention to that pile and get rid of it forever. But what many people have told me is that when they use this giving forth, this forgiveness practice, much of what's in that pile starts to deteriorate on its own because they start receiving more of the good things that they want every day. So it just it doesn't seem to have as much importance to them anymore. Re- the reason I wrote my book, you asked about the gratitude formula and why I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I wrote it really because I've been traveling around the world. I get hired by lots and lots of different corporations and spiritual organizations and centers and churches and mostly in the new thought um, uh, strain of of, uh, spiritual organizations. So Unity, Center for Spiritual Living, United Foundation for Better, Universal Foundation for Better Living. So a lot of new thought organizations and also corporations will hire me to come and speak on success principles. And I wrote the gratitude formula because lots and lots of people have been using the path to wealth, the seven steps that are outlined in that book, and they have been able to achieve amazing, absolutely amazing goals that they never thought were possible when they first started. But And, and I, I got all this feedback from people saying that everything was working great, but for those really giant goals that they had, or those goals that were different from anything they'd ever experienced before, they were really struggling achieving those. And so I wrote the gratitude formula to help them shift their beliefs to possibility and to help them recognize that success is not a secret. It's not reserved for just only a few people. Success is simply a system, and we can use the same system to achieve any goal that we have. Mm. 
This is, oh, by the way, let me stop here and say, if you're listening live tonight, and uh, this is Wednesday, July 18th, 2018, if you're listening live tonight and you want to talk to Mae McCarthy or ask her a question, she certainly welcomes your calls. The number is 646 716-9922, and 646-716-9922, a toll-free call in the continental U.S. Uh, or for people um, who can't call in, if you want to just message me on Facebook with your questions, uh, as some people do, that's perfectly fine, and I'll share that with May. So, yeah, feel free to call in. Yeah, so as you were talking about um, uh, the doctor uh, the clinical psychologist who was using uh, magnetic resonance imaging, studying the effects on the brain. You know, that's one thing we're so fortunate to be able to do now uh, because I've bought and read a lot of magazines, Scientific Mind or Scientific Brain magazine. Now, I may not understand all the technical stuff, maybe, but I can look at the pictures, and they have some great pictures in there that explain things. And I have found that... Um, Okay, this is the part where my husband comes in, so I'm going <laughs> to just go bear through the barking. Hi, puppy. <laughs> okay, now I'm back. Um, I find that, you know, we can look and we can record things like this and see how different attitudes and different thoughts um, affect the brain and uh, uh, the, the frontal cortex, everything. And this is just amazing to me because you feel like, you know, okay, you can actually have, you can have the proof, um, you know, empirical, emotional proof, but you could also have, you know, if you want, if you need scientific proof, some people do, you've got that too. And I wanted to ask you too you, uh, about the study, because I think this is somebody, there are a couple of doctors that you worked with, and you were talking about their studies. One was Dr. Tom Farrow, and his study was called Neuroimaging of Forgivability. Mm-hmm. That's that's her valid title there. <laughs> it says it all. Um, what was it like um, reading his work and getting to know it? Well, I uh, first of all, I I believe that forgiveness is a tool to get us to a place where we are calm in a state of peace. So I, I want you to think of it like this. If we've got a a really turbulent body of water, really turbulent mm-hmm. body of water, you could throw the Empire State Building into it and not notice a splash. Mm-hmm. But if you have mm-hmm. a very calm, glassy lake, you could take the smallest pebble and throw it into it and see a rippling effect. You could see the effect. So when I look at studies uh, from Tom Farrow or or anyone for that matter, what I'm looking for Mm -hmm. in their studies is some sort of correlation between what I think and what their study has shown. And what it, one of the things that his study show, showed, to me anyway, my interpretation, was that there was a benefit to people, a tremendous benefit to people that use forgiveness as a tool. There are health benefits, and there are also what I consider to be success benefits, which is everything that I write about. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like, um, and, and there are people maybe who are stuck who haven't really, uh, haven't read this work, haven't read your book yet, or learned about this. And I can see the difference in people that they're, if they don't know how to um, be grateful or forgive, not only do they seem to be stuck, but they want you to be stuck too. You know, and the situations, I had a friend who was going, well, we were working together a few years back. We worked together, a beautiful young woman. She and I and another woman were friends. And she was young. She had cancer, uh, ovarian cancer. 
And so she was going through all this. And of course, her family lived along uh, several states away, and our boss didn't like her and was mean to her and all kinds of stuff like that. And yet I remember us going out. We would go out to dinner, uh, the three of us, and uh, and she would be – well, we took her to this little bookstore that has um, – Nice furniture and a champagne bar and a coffee bar. You can bring well – and dogs are welcome with well-behaved owners. And we'd sit her in the, and they had little covers. We'd sit her down and we'd sit and put her in the – you know, put a little blanket over her and we'd, you know, have coffee or whatever and talk. And I would see her um, – she'd be texting to her mother and she'd say, I'm sending my mother my gratitude journal and today it's for good friends. And I thought, you know, she's going through so much and being so far and knowing that she won't be able to – have, probably won't be able to have children, and yet she was making sure she filled out a gratitude uh, journal every day. And this woman, no matter what was happening to her, I know it was difficult, but she was so serene and so helpful to everyone else. And I thought, you know, she's about half my age, but I want to be like her. You know, she was just such a beautiful spirit. Whereas I've seen people, and these are like, well, some relatives, people I grew up with that just have never ending, uh, just, a, just a, a bottomless pit of anger about, you know, why don't I get this? Why don't I have that? Why does this happen? And bitterness. And I always thought it was just my imagination, but I thought, you know, those people, they're, they're always mad. And they always seem to be sick. They always have something wrong. And you know, I learned to hold a grudge at my mother's knee. And, you know, if she can hold it until, um, like a snapping turtle, until it thunders, as we say in the South. But if, when I decided one day just to let go of all that, I feel so much better. <laughs> and, like, a lot of things about life just turned around. You know, I'm a high, high blood pressure. It became manageable, you know, and things like that. But learning how to let go of that kind of stuff and like, don't, don't, don't be that way. Yeah, it's it's a choice. You know, so many people have this idea that you know forgiveness has to be felt or gratitude to choose to be grateful has to be felt. And it's my position that, no, what you do is you choose to forgive and you choose to be grateful, and the feelings will follow. Sometimes they won't follow immediately, but eventually they will follow. As part of forgiveness, one of the things that I ask people to do is not only that evening practice, but also if if someone has done something to them or a situation has happened and they feel that it was unjust and, and uh and that they feel unforgiving. If it my I, my husband does this too when somebody cuts him off on the freeway and he feels really upset <laughs> at that person. But if you repeat a mantra over and over and over and over again to get yourself back to a place of calm, then you are allowing that spiritual intuition, that that source of intuition to provide you with information that will help you to achieve your goals. But if you're in a state of turbulence and unforgiveness, you can't hear those messages. And as you spend more time and energy in that unforgiving state, whatever your unforgiveness is being directed towards seems to grow bigger. So you have to use all sorts of tools, not only the seven-step that's in the Path to Wealth as part of your evening practice. But create a mantra. I I recommend that people say, I bless you, I forgive you, I release you. Just say that over and over and over and over again out loud. You may have to say it, you know, 500 times the first day or 5,000 times the first day. But the next day you'll have to say it less and the next day you'll be less. I have a friend of mine who owns a company and after, well after 10 years, um, one person had emailed her and congratulated her on an award. And this person, this man, used to work for her company. And years and years ago, he did so much damage in her company. I mean, they lost customers. He did all sorts of ha- he wreaked all sorts of havoc. Mm. And he quit 
and he never even apologized. And here she gets an email from him, and she's reliving that horrible, horrible time in mm. life. She's just consumed. She doesn't want to respond to him. She doesn't understand why he's even reaching out to her, and she is just really upset. So I gave her the mantra. Mm-hmm. I said, every time you think of him, you say this. So the first day, she had to do it about 5,000 times. The next day, she did it about <laughs> 4,990. <laughs> and the next day was less and less. And after a few days, <laughs> after a few days, she got this intuitive thought. Wow, I wonder what his life has been like. So she Googled him and found that he, since he had left her employment, he had bounced around and had one year or less at every job that he took since leaving her company. And for anybody that hires employees, that's a huge red flag. You know, we don't want to hire somebody that's just going to leave in a year um, or have to get fired, much, you know, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. So she felt kind of sorry for him, and she kept using, I bless you, I forgive you, I release you, every time she thought of him. A couple of days go by, and, you know, she's saying that mantra less and less, and she starts to think, wow, I wonder I wonder if he was trying to reach out to apologize, you know? I mean, I don't want to talk to him, but that could be. Maybe he's trying to make amends. Uh-huh. And so she started to feel a little compassion for him. She still didn't want to talk to him, and she didn't have to. But she felt a little bit of compassion, and she kept using the mantra and kept using the mantra, and... There was not very much time longer, like within two weeks. she It was the end of the work day, and she hadn't thought of him all day long. And when she did think of him, he had safe passage through her mind. She didn't feel any emotion at all. She was at peace. The very next morning, she got a call from somebody mm-hmm. who decided to give her $10,000 in advance to, to um, re-engage it was one of the customers that had left when he did all that damage years and years before. Oh. And in her industry, wow. in her industry, no one pays in advance. It is unheard of. So she thought this was an incredible miracle. Forgiveness works. Wow. <laughs> that is that that is just. That is fantastic. That's magnificent. I mean, you, that's something that you hear. It's my belief that she would have, she she may have gotten that good since she was focusing every day. You know, she was using a daily mm-hmm. practice to focus on her business increasing in business. Um, you know, she could have had that happen anyway. But it's my belief that if you're filled up with unforgiveness, there's no room mm-hmm. within you to receive anything more that's good. So you have to and it's, get rid of it and get yourself to a mm-hmm. calm place so that you have room to receive the good things that you want. If you could just re- take me back to that sentence just a couple of minutes back. Um, when you're talking about the friend, it's like, you know, first she's having to do the, the mantra like 5,000 times a day and then yeah. 4,990, uh, yeah. Where, where, where was the expression about um, you give safe passage through your mind? Right. If you could repeat. Right. So when she yeah, thought so of him, me. yeah, after, after so many, you know, days of using the mantra, she got to the end of her work day, and she thought of him. And it was the first time she had thought of him that whole day. And when she thought of him, mm-hmm. she didn't have any emotional reaction at all. She was at peace. She He yeah. had safe passage through her mind. Oh, that's, you know, that that's a very, very powerful thing. And safe passage might seem like just a passion, but that's very, I would think that would be very energizing. Uh, and just give some... I feel a boost, you know, feel like I'm getting a boost to my system uh, just thinking about it like that, thinking about that kind of feeling rather than how aggravating things go through your mind and make you grind your teeth and and whatever. But uh, safe passage. (laughs) You know, and and there's something else I want to ask you about. But, you know, there was a time, I think sometimes people – 
you're right. Like things attract. You know, um, you attract. You know what you're putting out. Um, several years ago, I was driving once from Asheville, North Carolina, to Atlanta, and it was about it was I don't know it might have been midnight, one a.m. I'm passing through North Carolina, South Carolina, and this uh, it was February, but it this out out of the blue, it, well out of the blue, out of the dark, um, in front of me there was a tractor trailer and it's um, um, oh what was it called. Um, Anyway, a part dropped out of it. A drive shaft. The drive shaft dropped out of this truck, and I ran over it. You know, I hit it because I couldn't see it until it's there. And so I pull over, and there were two other cars that had hit before I did. And so, you know, I had to call. I had to call the truck. Had to tell them where I was. And of course, the um, the, the my my auto service uh, auto club was like giving me a hard time saying. You know, they had my old address and that my car didn't exist. The model of my car didn't exist. And, and I had to call them several times. And then finally I get the wrecker out there and go on. And, you know, the people, the young man and his and his uh, wife, and she was pregnant. She's in the cab with us. And they take me to a waffle house next. They take my car to a, a, car, uh, a tire place that has a waffle house next to it so I can sit there and have coffee until they open. And so we get all that handled and get back. Well, you know, when everybody's saying, oh, my God, that's awful. That's the worst. That's horrible. Oh, my God, aren't you mad? Aren't you sick? You know, are you going to sue somebody or whatever? I <laughs> went, well, no, I'm not going to sue. They go, oh, but that was horrible. You were out. I said, yes, I was out, and it was dark, but it was February. It wasn't snowing. It wasn't raining. It wasn't like, like super cold. So I had that going for me. I had some aggravating times with the uh, car club, but that gave me what I needed to go on and get to a good auto company that would help me every time. And I've been putting that off. Uh, the young couple was so nice. And then they dropped me off at a Waffle House where I got to listen to some people in the booth beside me and give me the best lines for a comedy script I was writing. So that was like a gift. I love <laughs> it. I mean, I laughed. Thought I wouldn't have heard this. I mean, yeah, the playwright David Mamet says he gets a lot of his best dialogue just eavesdropping on people in restaurants or cafes. And so I'm getting this entertainment. And then the people at the uh, at the tower place, the guy was nice. He put me ahead. I said, you don't have to put me ahead of anybody. This has happened. Oh, I'll put you ahead and get you out the door, get you down the road. And I thought so many things could have been a lot worse. It could have been snow and rain. It could have, and I couldn't have had fun people near me. But and when everybody said, but you've got to be mad. You've got to sue. Why? Who would I sue? It was an accident. You know, and my car wasn't damaged, just the two wheels. I had two busted tires. I mean, it busted wheels. It could have been a lot worse. You know, I wasn't yeah. hurt. But look at all well, the stuff. And, and look at all the funny stuff. Right, and because you didn't get bent out of shape, and because you weren't completely consumed with a negative emotion, you were able to actually hear those wonderful lines that you were able to put into your comedy. If you were oh, consumed yeah, with emotions, were... that would have been playing in a in a never-ending tape in your mind, and no one, no message, no cool one-liners or whatever you wanted to put in would have <laughs> gotten through. None of that would have gotten through if you were consumed with a negative emotion. So good for you for making a choice—a choice. It turned out to be a fun not let that, to not not take that on. Yeah. Oh yeah, it made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so, sometimes I think people get mad when you're not mad about something. You know, when you're not aggravated. You know, why aren't you mad? Well, I think sometimes uh-huh. also. To be honest with you, I think I think people get into a habit. You know, um, we all come. Mm. This is something that I point out in the gratitude formula. We we all come to this stage in our life with lots and lots of beliefs and behaviors that have been created. I mean, from when we were little kids all the way through to now. 
And so we have some very strong beliefs and behaviors that are associated in our brain with what are called neuropathways. I want you to imagine there are these you know, real deep grooves in our brain. The, the, the stronger, bigger neural pathways are associated with some very, very strong beliefs. This is the way it is. This is how I respond when things happen, and so on and so forth. The good news about science discovering that we have these neural pathways is they also discovered that we can strengthen new beliefs and behaviors. We can strengthen new neural pathways. I want you to think of it this way. If you were walking through a field of grass that's as tall as your hips, you would walk through that field one day, come back the next. Could you see where you walked? Probably not. But if you walk that same path every single day, you can start to notice the path. In fact, it it kind of makes a groove in the dirt because you walk the same path every single day. Well, that's what's going on in your mind. So what we need to do when we're creating a new belief is we need to use repetition to reap rewards. We want to use repetition to describe what it is that we want. I'm so grateful that I'm always calm and I see opportunities to succeed everywhere. I'm so grateful that all anything that happens to me has some good in it. I'm so grateful that I now use my skills and talents in remarkable and fulfilling and satisfying ways and, and that I'm rewarded with a minimum or more of X number of dollars to do so. I love my work. So you start to, on a repetitive basis, every single day, you wake up and you program your brain for success, and you start to say what you're grateful for as of what you want, but you describe it as though you already have it. I'm so grateful for my physically fit, trim, toned, energetic, healthy body that easily moves through life in a pain-free way. Whatever you want. Describe it as though you've already achieved it with gratitude and and repeat those gratitude statements every morning before you allow the other people in the world and the news to program your brain. The second thing is, so repetition reaps reward, and then the second part of that is if your goal is bigger than anything you've achieved before or different than anything you've achieved before, Go out and find stories about people that have achieved what you want to achieve. Go out and meet them at meetups or networking groups. As you start to make their success and their journey familiar to you, you're actually welcoming that same thing to happen in your life. As you start to really understand what they did, you can't help but believe, wow, if they could do it, I could do it. And then that will allow those intuitive messages that you want to come into your life to show up, and your subconscious will get on board as well. See, a lot of times when when our, our brain remembers so many times in our past when we've had goals and didn't achieve them, and it remembers how disappointed we were. So in an mm-hmm. effort to try and protect us, It puts those spiritual intuition messages on mute. And using repetition and making what you want familiar and welcome will help unleash your brain's ability to take those messages off mute. By the way, I want to stop and say, if you're listening live uh, and you want to talk to Mae McCarthy, I've got her here for a few more minutes. And the number is 646 Seven one six nine nine two two, or you can message me. And I do have a couple of mess people that have messaged. Um, and one is my friend uh, Sandy, Sandy and uh, Sandy Beckham, and she says she's enjoying the show. She's listening. She's learning a lot, and she can't wait to read the book. Um, also, I had a message from Titch McLean, and Titch, um, he lives in Glasgow, Scotland. He's an actor there, and he says he's taking all of this in, <laughs> cause, uh, cool. about, especially about forgiveness of people and uh, thinking about that. And he said, you know, thank you. He says, thank you for the information and, uh, and for talking about your book. So, yeah, and thank you, Tish and Sandry. Uh, so I, I just love this so much, and I like when you talk about, you know, when she, 
how to get your sub. When you said your subconscious gets on board, it's like yeah, yeah. You know, you're making this happen. You know, you're, the whole body's going okay, yeah. They're really into this. I'm, I'm on board. I'm with it. I'm going to help. I'm going to help draw this to them. Um, I have. I, I believe. I really do believe that when you have a lot of anger and a lot of resentment and jealousy and a lot of negativity, you know, it can consume you. It can prevent you from from getting what you need or seeing what you need because you're just so uh, get so tied up. Because I, I know I've done it, and I know it's kept me from things because I would just feel so bitter. Um, but then again, I think that, um, or, or let me ask you, do you feel like when you deplete your energy now that you, if you're unforgiving, if you don't forgive somebody and you hold on to a grudge, uh, that it sort of takes some power away from you and some energy away from you? Does it, does it take a lot of power and energy just to keep holding that grudge? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any... Anything that you put your attention on grows bigger. So you may feel upset about someone doing something or a situation happening. And as you continue to focus on it and add power to it, it multiplies. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and sucks you, sucks your energy even more. So, yeah, it's, it's a, I think it's a huge waste of time. And but that's you know mm-hmm. I'm a self-proclaimed efficiency expert. All that means is I hate to waste time. And I also think <laughs> you know there was somebody had told me once uh, to think of for, of being unforgiving this way. Imagine there's a person who you you know say you can't forgive, and you now because you can't forgive them have put a chain around their ankle that's attached to your ankle. And because, because you are unforgiving, because you haven't released that from your life, you're dragging that person around with you everywhere, which is exactly the opposite of what you want to do. You want to get rid of them forever. You don't want them in your life. You, um, you, know, you don't want to have to... Uh, deal with them ever again, let's say. And now you're dragging mm-hmm. them around with you everywhere. What people don't understand is forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for mm-hmm. you. Forgiveness is setting you free. And so I like to have people play with that word forgiveness and turn it into giving forth. I am giving forth this thing because I don't want it in my life anymore. I'm giving forth. I am give for instead of forgive. Okay, you you just really brought this to life right now. Um, somebody, Linda Penault said that, okay, yeah, she texted and she got you, a, you, you got her on the the uh, metaphor about the chain and the angles of somebody you don't forgive. And I got to tell you, it hit me too because I've got a situation like that where it's just been, I know I should, I know it'll help, but I just never have gone all the way. And when you describe it like that, I I know I've got to get this. I've got to do this. Yeah. And you can't. You're clairvoyant, aren't you? (laughs) You can, because it's just a choice. So use the evening mm-hmm. practice that's outlined in my books, and also use that, I bless you, I forgive you, I release you. You don't have to believe these words. The beliefs follow later. Mm-hmm. You just have to say them. And it still works. It's like magic. Mm. Okay. And let me say this again. It's Help me through this. I bless you. I bless you. I forgive you. I release you. I release when my bless you. I forgive you. I release you. Right. Oh, I've got a call for you right here. I've got a phone call. And I think this is from. Uh, I think it's from it's Louisiana or South Georgia. Hi, welcome, and, and you're on the air with May McCarthy. Hi, it's Duffy Odom. Hi, Hi um, Duffy. How are you? I'm. Um, I'm. Doing, doing great. 
I have a, I, I appreciate the uh, the techniques that uh, that are talked about in your book, and but uh, I've I don't have a problem forgiving other people. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of um, there's people have people have been, I've been blessed that people have have been very good to me and when they haven't it's uh, I guess it's because of the way I was raised I can uh, easily forgive them but uh, I was wondering if we can use these techniques uh, to forgive ourselves absolutely that we because we uh we uh you know for myself uh i uh, i'm blocked from doing a lot of things that that uh would permit me to uh go on with my life because of uh i'm blaming myself for uh things that have happened in the past well you know i i i first of all i can identify with that cuz you know, all of us come to this stage in our life, and there's some things that if we could wave a magic wand and change, uh, we would. And some of the things that I called mistakes that I made in my past, um, you know, I beat myself up for as well. And you can use this technique. You can say, I bless I bless you, I forgive you, I release you. And if you're doing it for yourself, Duffy, I would add in, I love you and say, I bless you, I love you, I forgive you, and I release you. Mm. And then and then also, you know, bless the past. You, know, you can come up with a mantra like, I bless the past and release it. I bless the future knowing it's going to um, have wonderful, wonderful uh, good for me. And I live fully in the now. The other, the final thing is, please know... There are no mistakes. And let me repeat that. There are no Hmm. mistakes in life. There are simply learning experiences. And I think you probably learned from something that happened in the past, and it was a learning experience. But forgive yourself, because you you shouldn't allow that to keep you from living an absolutely glorious life. You deserve it. Well, I I realize that uh that is that that is gone and uh, to remain to remain there is to uh in a way it's to not exist in the way that the past is not does not really the past does not really uh, exist except in your mind. I mean, you're... Uh, so repeat after me, okay? I bless okay. the past and forget it. I bless the past and forget it. I bless the future knowing it has good for me. I bless the future because I know it has good for me. And I live fully in the now. And I live fully in the now. All right. Duffy, thank you so much for calling. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut sure. you off, May. Be uh-huh. blessed. Thank you. Bless You're you. You're so welcome. All right. Thank you so much for calling, Duffy. All right. Well, this has been great, and I am out of time. But let me tell you, folks, um, you can get May's book. And it's the gratitude formula, a seven-step success also, system to create life. Um, yeah. Also, um, for any of your listeners, if they want to go to maymccarthy.com, that's M-A-Y-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y.com, they can get the first few chapters of the gratitude formula for free so they can test it out and see if they like it. Oh wow, that is so nice. Thank you. All right, you got you got that folks. And also you can go to the website and find out where she's gonna be. Yeah, she's gonna be looks like you've got a pretty good tour coming up this year. 
Oh, I'm gonna um, be. I'm I'm booked out till mid-April. <laughs> I finally get. My husband has asked me to take one month off, so we're gonna take a part of August and part of September off. Oh, good. Yeah, so see, you've got yeah, you've got quite a. Uh, Everywhere, uh, Delray Beach, Florida, Nevada, California, uh, Chicago, North Carolina. everywhere, and North Carolina. Yay. Yeah, I'm going to be just two and hours outside of Asheville in in Boone, North Carolina, at the Art of Living Retreat Center in April. We're doing a a weekend retreat. Should be really fun. Oh, okay. That must be a uh, hard place because uh, uh, another one of my guests was there last year doing a play, Allison Arngram, uh, who you may remember as Nellie on Little House on the Prairie. I do. So, How um, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so she was doing a play. Oh, she was in a play there at the theater. So, uh, yeah, okay. So I will also, as as everybody knows, I will be sharing for you all of May McCarthy's social media, her website, and everything where you can find out all the good stuff she has for you, when she's going to be near you. Uh, you can read her blog, watch her videos, and know where her books are. And She even has her own online store. Uh, May, I am so grateful to you. And let me say, because um, I want to practice this while I've got my uh, – you know, I'm just your grasshopper and you're the teacher. But while I have you here, um, to, I'm going to say every night, I bless you, I forgive you, release you, and I am going to learn to completely forgive and to feel even better. May, thank I'm you so, so very much. You're so welcome. And, uh, bless you, bless you. And thanks to everyone who uh, sent comments. And and uh, so don't forget to get the book. And then, of course, you know, I always say, everybody's got to swing. And don't forget, that book is called The Gratitude Formula. Seven Steps to Success System of Creating the Life You Love by Mae McCarthy. Thank you. And I'll well, see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.